Welcome to the Reform Journal Podcast, the Poetry Edition, where we engage with the world of contemporary poetry from a generously reformed perspective. Find us at reformjournal.com. This is the Poetry Edition of the Reform Journal Podcast. We come to you regularly to listen to a poet read a poem and talk about where the poem came from. I'm Rose Postma, and today our guest is Mary Grace Mangiano. Mary Grace is a writer and educator from New Jersey and received her MFA from the University of St. Thomas in Houston. Her writing has been widely published in America, Dappled Things, Fair Forward, Church Life Journal, and Ecstatus, among others. Today, we are talking with Mary Grace about her poem, Desert Eyes. Welcome, Mary Grace. Thank you so much for having me, Rose. It's great to be here. (laughs) Okay, well, let's start it off. Let's hear your poem. Okay, so this is Desert Eyes, Scottsdale, Arizona. My aunt told me I needed desert eyes to see the beauty in a cactus spike, to understand how prickly pears are wise to hold their water in the dark of night. They store it for the arid, sun-scorched day when dirt and dust make all the scrub look pale. The aster, too, endures each piercing ray and grows where water gathers on the trail. On hillsides, brittle brush springs in bright gold, while after rainfall, lupine blooms in blue. The scorpion weed grows, coiling where rains rolled from runoff pooled by slash monsoons. Those who stand where they are know what they're waiting for. They do not hope for what they see, but more. Thank you so much for that reading. So this is a sonnet that's going on here, but tell us more about the poem. Where does it come from? Yeah, so um, my dad's sister, my Aunt Jenny, she and her husband moved to Arizona maybe 2006, 2007. But she and my dad and their family grew up on the East Coast their whole lives. And so it was the first time she was living somewhere different. And we went out to visit them. I think I was in middle school or high school when they were first out there. But she took us on this tour of the desert, the Sonora Desert, out in Arizona. And, um, you know, it kind of all looked the same. The terrain, just a lot of that same kind of yeah pale dust and it was hard to distinguish all the flora and fauna Um, and she said you know since being out here I've learned to acquire my desert eyes to be able to see all the beauty that's there and and the colors you know it's not all awash in the same color it was full of all these different types of cacti and and flowers that she had never seen before and so I don't know, that was, you know, 15 or so years ago now, and it still just stayed with me. And I've tried writing this poem different ways for a while, but I've worked on it. And and finally, this sonnet came out. I thought about what she said, that we need desert eyes to be able to see beauty in places that maybe we didn't see it before. And it also takes time to be able to acquire that kind of vision. Um, Something I think I'm still acquiring to be able to look that way and see what's in front of me um, with that kind of attention. And also that um, as I learned about these plants and the types of uh, yeah plants that grow in the desert, 
they have unique qualities. Um, and so I'm trying to talk about some of those here, but that they know how to absorb the sun and to save that for what they need it for. And and the water too, that was a big thing. You know, you don't think of the desert as being a place where there's a lot of water, but um, these plants really retain it and hold on to it for what they need. Um, and they know like when there are big rains, how not to get flooded by that, but to really be able to hold it and save it for when it is going to be needed. Um, so, you know, I'm always learning from nature, but especially in a place that is not natural for me, not a natural environment for me or like it was for my aunt. So yeah, that's a bit of what's going on in this poem. Yeah, I love that. And that is what that first line just brought me into this. And I just thought, what a great way to describe that, because I have felt that having lived in different locations and living in a new surroundings, it takes a little while to be able to acclimate and pick out the new, different, beautiful things. Um, and so I just absolutely appreciated that. You said that the sonnet kind of came, like you've been working through it. So how do you know when it's supposed to be a sonnet? That's a great question. Um, I've been really fortunate that Dana Joya is someone who I've learned from. And he told me that, and some of my classmates in my program, that sometimes it's like taking a metal detector over an area, over the surface or content of this poem and kind of testing out different things and then seeing what you hit upon to let the poem really tell you what kind of shape it needs to take in order to say what it's trying to say. And I think maybe this became a sonnet because I was meditating so much on beauty with mm -hmm. what's there in the desert and what maybe I didn't see at first. And so a sonnet can kind of contain that, you know, sonnets can often be about nature or about love, but I think just this helped me to, yeah, give it that architecture to be able to look at the the beauty in, um, yeah, the architecture and organization of nature in the desert, that there are all these hidden things going on or all these things that plants can do there that they can't do or that they don't do in other places. And so, yeah, I'm really something I'm always trying to do and trying to get better at as a writer, as a poet um, in particular is letting the um, content and the form be in unison. So, you know, that the, the form of the poem should be suggesting something or saying something that the, the words and the sounds and all of that, you know, the poem is trying to do, it should be trying to do it together. And so, yeah, Asana just allowed me to try and get at a little bit of what um, I was learning from the desert and from having desert eyes and looking at things this way. So it just felt like a very natural fit after working with it a couple of different ways before this. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I am not good with form. So I'm always looking to hear people talk about that um, so that I can improve. I'm hoping you can read the poem for us one more time and we can hear it. And maybe we have better desert eyes the second time we go through it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Desert eyes. My aunt told me I needed desert eyes to see the beauty in a cactus spike, to understand how prickly pears are wise to hold their water in the dark of night. They store it for the arid, sun-scorched day when dirt and dust make all the scrub look pale. The aster, too, endures each piercing ray and grows where water gathers on the trail. 
On hillsides, brittle brush springs in bright gold, while after rainfall, lupine blooms in blue. The scorpion weed grows, coiling where rains rolled from runoff pooled by flash monsoons. Those who stand where they are know what they're waiting for. They do not hope for what they see, but more. Thank you so much for reading and talking with us today. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you can read Mary Grace's poem, Desert Eyes, at reformjournal.com. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Reform Journal podcast, the Poetry Edition. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And until the next time, explore all the great poetry on the Reform Journal website.